Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode number 268 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for July Wait, didn't 4th. We, didn't we already do episode 268, Josh? Did we already do episode 268, Mike? The correct answer to that is yes. Technically, we did do 268. Uh-huh. We did it on, what, some <laughs> documentary you found about some alien thing? No, we didn't do it about that. What did we do it on? Um, I think we did it on. I'm trying to remember exactly what we did it on. You have the you you have the fresh non-alcoholic brain, so you Jesus should. Uh, I should remember, but all the damn drugs I take, like one of the side effects is I forget shit. Oh um, shit, Mike's doing drugs now. Yeah, it's the same. A lot's uh, changed, meds. man. A lot's changed in our lives. Mike's strung out. <laughs> um, I think we did it on some unsolved mystery stuff, didn't we? It was something you picked out. Anyway, we recorded a whole ass fucking episode, and you know how long it takes between our episodes now. We recorded a whole ass episode. I, in my constant um, wanting to manage the space on my computers, I took my my portion of the audio and I deleted it without like realizing, like, hey, stupid, you, you haven't even done anything with that yet. You haven't edited it, edited it or anything. And, you know, you shouldn't have deleted it. So what I was left with was Mike's half of of the conversation. (laughs) And and that would have been some kind of Frankensteinian patchwork for me to try to (laughs) interact. You could just listen. You could just listen to it. I'll listen to it and then then, and then record my parts. (laughs) I'll re-record my parts and have to time them perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, it just was like, okay. Also, what's going on right now is is a podcast during wartime. You're hearing mortar shells in the background because we're celebrating America's fucking independence, buddy. And and I'm from the South, and if you think we ain't gonna be lighting off them M80s, then you got another thing coming, buddy. Yeah, no, they are. <laughs> it is going insane over here. It ain't gonna stop anytime soon. So, um, you know, if you have some sweet subwoofers that you listen to this podcast on, you might want to like brace yourself for impact because <laughs> <laughs> there's they're launching some uh, some some shit out here that's probably not legal, but you know. It's Florida. It's Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's Florida. What can I say? Um, but yeah, no, I was actually really pissed off because, like, you know, that was probably like two hours of my life that I can never get back. And I think I kind of remember that being a decent one too. Like we were, nah, both I remember, had a decent amount of energy. And I feel like kinda, it, I feel like it was kind of lackluster. On, yeah. I think the subject matter that we were talking about, yeah, was kind of lackluster. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, it. it now, so now it looks like there's, it's been like a whole ass month since we've recorded. <laughs> when really it's only been like two or three weeks. Yeah, since we last yeah. recorded. Because like the last one on SoundCloud is the Tupac, mm-hmm. Shakur, and K Hall, and that was yeah fuck forever ago. We couldn't get we couldn't get our uh, we couldn't get our <laughs> schedules to fit either. Well, yeah, we thought about trying to do it like sometime last week, but it just didn't work out that way. Nope. So now here we are on the holiday and July. If if memory serves me, we've done uh, the podcast on the Fourth of July. It's just it's just fallen on that day a lot. God, with the fuck complete with the fireworks. Jesus Christ! It's like they're lighting the grand finale, and it's only nine (laughs) thirty Eastern Standard Time over here. With your fucking age. Um, 
So yeah, uh, this was this uh, the content of this week's episode was actually Mike's idea. I, yeah, it's a little bit different. I've been going on and on about the uh, Dateline podcast that I I had been listening to, but I got pretty burnt out on it. Okay, all right. There's some there's some mortar rounds for you, America, <laughs> America. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. So I I honestly got kind of burnt out on the on the Dateline podcast because. First of all, like, I want a podcast that's at least, like, an hour and a half. And these things were, mm-hmm. like, the the longest ones would clock in at, like, an hour 20, but those were rare. Yeah. Usually they were just, like, a little 30 to 40 minute affair. Yeah, it's just the episode. Right. And then uh, and that was another thing. It was kind of frustrating not seeing any of the things they were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, it was definitely not formatted to be a podcast. It was formatted to oh, be a Oh, now TV I remember, because th- the reason why we got... I got you to get Peacock, which is why you're able to watch oh, as cocaine much bear. Dateline as you want. It's co- it was Cocaine Bear. Cocaine yeah, Bear. Yeah, we talked about the Cocaine Bear. The real Cocaine uh, Bear. Yeah, the real Cocaine Honestly, Bear. Honestly, wasn't that interesting of a podcast, in my opinion. <laughs> I thought it was fine. It was all right. I thought, I thought it was a fun concept, and, you know. It was all right, but I... It was a short podcast, but, you know, there were some nice little, you know, bits of banter, you know, here and there. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I got kind of got burnt out on Dateline because, and all the subs were pretty much the same. It'd be like, here's the husband, here's the wife. The mm-hmm. wife was found dead. Nobody thought it was the husband. Surely it mm-hmm. must have been this other guy. And then at the end of the episode, it was the husband after all. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. And then it, 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 it and there's a, a few episodes where it's the shoes on the other foot. It wasn't the wife, was it? No way. At the end of this episode, turns out it was the wife. And it was uh-huh. just like, okay, this is pretty formulaic at this point. Like, <laughs> but that's how a lot of cases are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, there's a large percentage of cases that end that way. And yeah, that's but that's, why that's what's so great about other, Unsolved Mysteries, though. Is the wife or the husband is always considered the prime suspect by investigators. Yeah, yeah. But that's what made Unsolved Mysteries just, like, no one, it really has no peer because it was an anthology yeah. show. It did yeah. it did the murder stuff great, but then, you know, it, then the very next segment would be, like, a haunting or, or a, a fraud or, yeah. a UFO or a UFO or... Something like that, hidden treasure, lost loves. Ugh, uh, yeah, that was just a palate cleanser to bring you down from, uh, <laughs> or bring you up from being down, or bring you down from being yeah. up. I don't know what, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Dateline is. Uh, I think it's a show. I think it's a show. Ultimately, I'd rather watch than listen to. It was good for a while, and it was. It, yeah, it, I don't think I don't think it would be as good of of a listen for me because it sounds like the ones that you were listening to were just the audio from the episode so if that's the case i'll just watch the episode and then i get the visuals with it and then you then you, you just get a little bit more to it you get the whole package so when i watch when i watch this particular episode dateline it reminded me of the saturday night live uh par- yeah. parody the keith morse uh parody uh-huh. is it morse or morrison keith morse uh-huh. i think it's keith morrison yeah, I think it might be. I, it's I'm one of those things sure. where I fucked it up the first time, and like every time since then, I've not been confident in saying it. I think it's Keith <laughs> Morrison. Uh, the, uh, isn't that isn't that the Doors singer though? 
That's Jim Morrison, you dunce. Jim Morrison. I know. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> but anyway, Bill Hader was doing his impression of Keith Morrison, and they were saying on the parody of the Saturday Night Live thing, they're like, and here's the one picture we have that we're going to show multiple times because it's the only uh-huh. picture we have of the suspect. And they so did that on this episode. Yes, they, did. they showed yes. the same grainy aspect. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I never... Until Saturday Night Live pointed that out, it's like wow, uh-huh. they really do do that a lot. And and it is Keith, uh, it is Keith Morrison. That's what I thought. And the, and you know, Bill Hader's doing his impression. And he's like, and since we have to stretch this out to an hour, we're going to you know blah 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. they they do kind of, um, yeah, they do stretch it out sometimes. Uh, I actually first was uh, introduced to this case by Forensic Files two. Because there's a sequel to Forensic Files now, which I find it funny they didn't just call it Forensic Files. It's like one of the few things that I've ever seen when it comes to a reboot TV show where it's just, they just put a two at the end of it. That's weird. Forensic Files 2 on HLN. I'm like, what? For- <laughs> complete, with, complete with Roman numerals. Like it's Halloween 2 or some shit. Forensic Files 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. So I was introduced to this case from that, and I thought about doing that, but then in order to watch HLN through streaming, you have to get HBO Max or The Max or or Max or whatever it's called now. I think it's just Max because they took away the HBO. Um, And that's a decent amount of money. And I knew that Josh already had Peacock because of the cocaine bear thing. So... Through Peacock, there's just all a ton of Dateline, like a crazy amount of seasons of Dateline. I think like almost thirty seasons of Dateline. That's good to know on Peacock be- because uh, that means I can actually start watching the show instead of uh, just listening yeah. to the podcast. Yeah. So uh, the case is about Scott Perk. Um, Scott Perk is this at the time of. of uh, you know, when the case really started to pick up, he was this older man. He, it sounds like he had been through quite a few different marriages, at least a couple. And he's calling the police about some fire that's happening at his home. And at first it seems like, oh, it's just, he's just, it's just, it's something that's not really that suspicious or mysterious. He's just calling about a fire. But, of course, since it's Dateline and since it's true crime, there's definitely more to it than that. And then you find out that there's some definite shady stuff involving his past, where he was married to this uh, woman named Meg Meg Perk previously to the relationship that he was in at the time of this house fire. And she supposedly committed suicide. And here's the cra- here's the crazy thing about that is she was nine months pregnant when she killed herself. Supposedly. Supposedly. That's relatively unheard of. Like even the investigators who were looking at this case uh years later were like, that's that's very odd. All right. And then they proceeded to completely avoid, like, ignore, like, very telling marks yes. that she had on her body that totally did not substantiate what happened. No, 
but uh that's no. that's later on i guess yeah i guess um but yeah uh so i guess we should, we should be reading from this article then right so yeah exactly spoil. yeah so scott perk was 22 years old when he called 911 telling police and paramedics that he found his wife meg hanging in their home he said that he cut her down and started cpr but the nine months pregnant woman wound up dying ahead of the dateline nbc episode about how perk was finally caught this is from a website called heavy here's a, a rundown about the crime uh, meg perk uh 24 was due to give birth within days when her husband scott told police he found her hanging by a rope from their second store second floor stairway in their apartment According to the Akron Beacon Journal, he told police he was in the bathtub around 11 a.m. when he saw his wife walk past the bathroom doorway. Then about five minutes later, he found her hanging from the railing. He said he cut her down and started trying resuscitation while he waited for the paramedics to arrive. In court records from the time, Dr. Roberto Ruiz, whom the Beacon Journal reported was never trained in forensic pathology. Well, that's great. Uh, I mean, you know, that that's definitely someone that you want to be uh, doing the autopsy and determining the cause of death. A guy who was never trained in forensic pathology. <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing is, is like that, you know, there's no way for the these the family of, of this woman to, to know the bona fides of any of these people. No, it's all just handled automatically. Like when my dad passed away, I couldn't uh-huh. tell you. I couldn't tell you who the coroner was that that uh-huh. did that did the report on my dad. Yeah. You know, I couldn't tell you any of that. And here's the here's the thing: there are a lot of these coroners who don't have that much training. That's actually a problem in the United States. There was an episode of Last Week Tonight that talked about it. That was pretty eye opening. It was like, wow. So they just had people doing these autopsies and stuff that. Literally just got on the job training or didn't really have any medical experience prior to them getting the job. <laughs> it's like just giving the local security job, the coroners keys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, like the keys to the coroner van. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your raise. I hope you like dead bodies because, you know, <laughs> you're going to be seeing a lot of them. So this guy who was never trained in forensic pathology, he concluded that Mega died of heart slash lung failure from asphyxiation and the fetus died before the hospital procedures could be performed. And Ruiz uh, listed suicide on the death certificate and said that Meg had emotional problems and had attempted suicide in the past. However, the Akron police detectives indicated there, there were conflicts in Scott Perk's story, including that Meg had left a suicide note that police could never locate. 25 years later, Meg's body was exhumed after Scott's second wife and two children were involved in a house fire. In 2011, Scott Stowe, Ohio home, caught fire at 3 a.m. His second wife, Tammy, his 16-year-old daughter, and his 12-year-old son were at home. That's how they should have fucking written it, but they didn't. Um, (laughs) They all managed to escape the house safely. At the scene, then, Sergeant Ken Mifflin, who happened to also be the lead investigator on on Meg's death, stood talking to Scott about the fire. And what Scott started saying to him aroused his suspicions. Quote, I think he was in it. Was he interviewed in the Dateline? Yeah, that was that was uh, like special. one. Of, that was one of the main yeah, guys that, who was being interviewed. Yeah, it was Ken Mifflin. 
Um, but they, I don't, they, I don't think they mentioned that he was also the lead investigator no. on Meg's death. He was, Maybe they he was did. from a different. He was, he was in a Stowe County or the uh, or Stowe yeah. City, which is different than Akron. Uh, yeah. different police force. So I don't know. Yeah, Stowe, Ohio. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know um, how accurate it's, that it's probably is. the website just got it messed up. M- messed up again. Yeah, I think that's an inaccuracy on the website. So anyway, the uh, the the sergeant was quoted as saying, "We were just talking about what he had done throughout the day of the fire because it happened in the early morning hours. Once he got done with that, he started going off on a tangent into all sorts of things." Said Mifflin, adding that Scott started talking about Meg's suicide. "Quote: He just brought it up, threw it out there, and I was very surprised, and it just took off from there." Mi- yeah, in in the interview uh, with uh, Mankowitz who was the, the Dateline guy who's interviewing the, the detective, he was just talking about he just couldn't stop talking. <laughs> he just just kept talking about all these things that weren't even necessarily related to the house fire. And I thought it was very suspicious. It just it, basically he's like he just became a chatty Cathy just yeah well he just motor mouth <laughs> he just started say, saying all these things that he he didn't need to say and yeah. the more he talked the Josh Makowitz was like it's almost like he was trying to convince you that he was a suspect and the detective's like yeah I mean pretty much yeah uh, Mifflin uh, had always felt that Meg's death was suspicious so as he investigated the house fire as an arson possible arson. He started looking into the original reports. Speaking of the arson, like they they checked that out and they found out that it was obvious arson. Like 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 the way that things were set up, like there was a gas line that was just clearly like cut, if I remember correctly. Or just one of those things where there's just no way that it could have been an accident. It was just so clearly an arson. And then you got him on the phone being like, yeah. like, oh, we forgot to get the, the what was it, the, that furry creature, the, not the ferret. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, the ferret. Like, yeah. Oh, we forgot to get the ferret. Not, not like, oh my God, the ferret's still in there. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. In, in my plan to burn down my house, I forgot one of my animals. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was, because he's thinking about that as like for for something he could add to his insurance claim later. Yeah, and then they look at uh, they look into his one car. One ferret. <laughs> yeah. Him and his son were supposed to like just like like hop town and in in the van or whatever they found like family photos, like recipes mm-hmm. that had been passed down from generations before before the house caught on fire. And it's like, well, why would you have all that stuff in there? If exactly. You, if 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 something if this happened to you and you they didn't do also it. saw they looked into his reports and saw that he had just done uh, a total like I think he he did one of those things where you take photos of like everything in your house yeah and then For provide it to uh, the insurance company just in case a fire or something happens. I need to do that again. I did it when I first moved in here like years ago. I need to do it again because I've got a lot more shit now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is something that's smart to do to prove that you yeah. like, owned it. But not not literally like he days did, yeah, before he did it, you, yeah, he did it you very, commit arson. Very recently <laughs> before he did that. <laughs> so the investigator said, bottom line, the investigation took off on our end, basically where Akron left off, talking about the first case where his wife supposedly committed suicide. Mifflin told the Beacon Journal, even though the case was ruled a suicide, there were doubts within the Akron Police Department that it was truly a suicide. 
indications were there was probably a homicide, but they just didn't have enough to charge him at that time. I think he actually was the investigator of that case, too. I think they're actually pretty accurate on that. No, he was... Because Akron is is also... I I think it might be a part of the same, like... uh, um, no, because they say they say in the actual show they're like, so what did the Akron Police Department do oh. when the sergeant from this small town comes oh, okay. up to them, you know, telling them that they got something wrong? Yeah, there we go. And they're he, just simplifying it, trying to make. And it then he's like, like, oh well, we, he's like, we've always had a good relationship with the Akron uh, PD, and you know, they were like, oh, if you want to send you a copy of the case, and you know, yeah. look at it with fresh eyes, then we'll be happy to do yeah. so. I think there were more than one investigator that was interviewed, though. Yeah, it was his in, uh, his buddy was also became a part of it, and so uh-huh. one of them had to prove the arson case, and the other one had to prove the murder case. Yeah, they they interviewed the guy who was doing the arson investigation, and then the guy who was who was doing the, who was investigating Meg's uh, homicide. Murder homicide because the case got reopened later so meg's body was exhumed and this time the medical examiner dr dorothy e dean a forensic pathologist who is much more trained than the original person oh yeah concluded that meg died from ligature strangulation rather than self-inflicted hanging the suspect the suspected ligature was a belt because they even showed uh a little uh, demonstration, which I thought. Well, was the marks cool. on her neck weren't consistent with a rope. No, they bought this like no. cylinder of modeling clay, and they yeah. they tried all these different ropes around this modeling clay, trying to make the same pattern that was found around Meg's ne- neck. And the only thing that could make the pattern was a belt. Yep. And yep. Um, they also did another really cool thing later on, where they went to. An apartment, I think, that was like next door. They went, yeah, they went to the apartments that they used to live at, and nothing had changed. They hadn't changed the wood or anything. Yeah, no, and um, they tied. Which a, that's re- they were really lucky that happened. Yeah, too, seriously. That, like, all these years later, like nothing changed at all. Do you want in the apartment? Do you want to live in an apartment and feel like it's the eighties again? Well, come to this place. <laughs> we haven't changed yeah. shit in forty years. <laughs> Um, but so what they did was they took a, a, a dummy body that weighed the amount of weight that she would have weighed, mm-hmm. and um, they tied a rope around the top of the the banister, and then they hung her body down by the stairs, and then they cut the rope, and it left significant marks on this railing in this adjacent apartment. Yeah, and what they went to the original apartment, and there was not a single mark at all. No. No, they even checked the crime scene photos and everything. There was no damage whatsoever. So his store, and and then they found like this um this pattern uh, around her neck with this uh like bruising on her lower back mm-hmm. and this like th- this this ligature mark go- like he- he- leading down her back instead of yes you know not being there at all, which it wouldn't be if you were hanging from your neck and. Really, the only logical conclusion was a belt was put around her neck and someone used their foot to step on their back to choke them more. Mm-hmm. And that's what made that bruise. And, and her body, when they exhumed her, was so well-preserved that the mark was still there, which I thought was creepy yeah. as fuck. But yeah. dead bodies freaked me out in general. Um, but it was good that it was that well-preserved because it enabled them to be able to help solve you know, this, this murder. 
Yeah, so um, then in 2013, Scott was sentenced to 20... Well, actually, prior to that, because they jump ahead? Well, no, they don't actually mention this in this article, and it, it I, I think it has to be mentioned, because this is something that just came so far out of left field when I was watching this episode <laughs> that it had me just rolling in laughter, because it's just so absurd. So it's already out there where you have this guy... Perk, who he did this whole thing with the with the house fire and all of that. He has this shady history with Meg and this supposed suicide. But then you you find out I think after he gets arrested or maybe or maybe before that when he starts he just can't stop talking to the police. He reveals or the investigators reveal that. He was doing other crimes. <laughs> yeah, when and, he was when he was younger, he served six years in prison because he was the ninja bandit. Yeah, he was the ninja burglar. He would dress yeah, up like a fucking ninja burglar. He'd dress up like a fucking ninja, and he would wa- like break into people's houses and like watch them sleep and then take their wallet off the dresser or their nightstand or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I was not expecting ninja burglar at all. And like and and it's almost like the people who were like writing the dateline episode, they were very aware of that. And so they structured it in a way where they would just like throw it at you like out of nowhere and like it, as a setup to like the next uh, part of the episode after the commercial break. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, he was also a mysterious ninja burglar. So Next he, on Dateline. Yeah. So <laughs> in 2013, Scott was sentenced to 28 years in prison for one count of attempted aggravated murder, three counts of aggravated arson, um, one count of insurance fraud, two counts of disrupting public services, and two misdemeanor counts of endangering children. According to the Kent uh, Record Courier, Scott had set fire to his own home and also a duplex nearby. He did the. He set fire to a duplex nearby because he was trying. He he thought he was smarter the, mm-hmm. the than the police were, and so he figured yeah. if he had started a fire at this place far away from his house, then it would make it look like there's a serial arsonist, you know, and yeah. and, and, and not like it's just him trying to get insurance money for his, yeah. for his uh, house being burnt down because he was in massive This is the debt. kind of shit that would happen if somebody watched too much Unsolved Mysteries or too much True Crime and thought that they could outsmart the cops by, you know, going one step further, but but it really doesn't actually help them. Shit, there, was, just there, leads- was, a, um, there was an episode of Dateline where... Um, this couple, I might have already told this on... Shit, I could have told this on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty that, sure you have. That never aired. The, this couple like dug up this body from this cemetery and they like uh, put it in this car and it was the husband's car and they m- had the car go no, off. No, I don't remember this one at all. Actually, yeah, they had the so. car go off the cliff and and burst into flames and shit. Um, so when the police came, the uh, remains would be so burnt that it w- the person wouldn't be able to be identified and it would as- it, they they would just assume that the husband had died but it, oh my god this is literally like the whole this is almost like the whole bit in death becomes her the movie with goldie Hawn and uh, meryl streep with bruce willis where 
there's this whole fantasy thing about killing off Meryl Streep's character by having her drive off a cliff and her body will be so burnt that she can't be rec- yeah, she can't well, be identified. And, and like that, for instance, would have been a good Dateline case to cover. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it was really like, and they, they literally, the guy just dyed his hair black and like, he did like some other thing, but he didn't do anything <laughs> crazy to hide the, his identity. That's hilarious. Yeah. All he did is just dye his hair. Yeah. And like he, his, the wife started quote unquote dating this new guy. And they had, they had a kid together, by the way, started dating this new guy and she would bring wow. the the husband home to the kid, but the she's like, no, no, that's not daddy. This is whatever the guy's name was. I just imagine the kid just being like, and the kid was just so confused and wanted to keep calling him dad. And she, no, it's not your dad. It's someone different. And it's just like, how redneck? Yeah, do you? Ha- this I'm ha- pretty sure the kid saw right through that bullshit. It was just like, no, that's daddy. But they they ended up like getting busted, and like they they yeah. I think they were even saying in the courtroom that like you've done like irreparable like da- like trauma to that's your not, kid. That's not Kevin. That's Kent. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was crazy, but that would have been a good one to do. But anyway, he, you know, Kevin has blonde hair. Kent has has black hair. Detective Mifflin said at the time it is believed that the second fire was set to make it appear that a serial arsonist. I already said that. Um, they interviewed the one of the uh, people that was uh, actually living in the duplex at that time too. This lady, yeah, and I don't know how he wasn't convicted of. Two accounts of murder because she was pregnant. Oh uh-huh. yeah, okay. Because that's usually like a given. If you kill yeah. a pregnant person, it's a double homicide. Yeah, and with the whole arson thing, that was him just trying to get out of debt. Yeah, uh, like a lot of these situations are where people try to do arson, burn down their house. Um, I I think that Dateline uh, actually delved pretty deep into like his finances and he was like really really in the hole like badly in the hole like tens of thousands of dollars in the hole like almost to the point where the insurance claim from the house fire would not even cover all of it now he deserves to be in a different kind of hole (laughs) the one that's six feet under yeah um he He's uh, not going to. Um, he's not going to be getting out of jail alive. He's not. No. He's not eligible for parole until 2057. And he was already an mm-hmm. older dude when he went in. Yeah, he got consecutive life sentences. Um, they say he was sentenced to life in prison with parole eligibility in 18 years. But I mean, that's in 2057, and he's already he was already an older man when he went to jail. This was definitely a, like an episode where we could have picked a second segment <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> but it was like last minute. Yeah, what are we gonna do? It's like thirty. We're thirty-eight minutes in, and it's like, yep, that's all. I mean, th- we this this episode is literally like the length of the actual episode <laughs> at this point, and and it's gonna run longer even. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I guess now we can we can uh, shove in the uh, how's life been treating you bit since yeah. we. Uh, Got yeah. all that shit out in the in the uh, beginning, uh huh. And they, now we can chit chat. <laughs> so so, how's life been treating you, Mike? 
It's been all right. Um, just the same old bullshit going to work. Yeah, all the I've been. Time. I've been. I've just been. The work schedule has been getting kind of crazy lately because it's summer, and you know, so it's just been like nuts. Like I today is like the first actual day off I've had in like over a week, and then I get another day off tomorrow. Uh, but then after that, it's another like just triple feature of just pain because I, I do, yeah because i do uh three doubles in a row that like start like at nine and then i don't get out back home until after nine so yeah it is what it is damn dude no yeah. no wonder you can't like prop- <laughs> properly attend to like a youtube channel or a podcast no i've seen people comment i i saw a video where somebody was saying Oh, you know, you can get a full-time job and then pursue YouTube as a hobby and, you know, that that you still have time to do YouTube. You still have time to do those videos, still have time to do all that stuff and do a full-time job. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" No. That you I I work two jobs and that's usually around full-time because uh, uh, these are two part-time jobs. So no way in hell would I be able to put as much effort into a new YouTube channel like I'm thinking about doing next year with script writing and narration. That's and, and I'm looking video for, edits. I'm, I'm looking forward to that because and all of this kind of stuff. I've never really seen that from you. You know, you're all always- there's just there's just no way for me to to really give that my best shot if I'm working two jobs at the same time. Like n- no way in hell. I have no time. Yeah, you're just always very. Uh, your vlogs are very like old school. I know, like early to early YouTube style. I know, and that's how you like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I'm getting older now, and I feel like, you know, I it, it's not that I don't like doing that stuff, and I'm still going to keep doing it, but I want to give you know some concepts and some video ideas and stuff. A, a chance that I've always wanted to do, you know, and I think I'm a pretty, pretty decent writer. So, you know, and I, I think I can edit fairly well. So I, it's one of those things where, you know, we'll just see what happens. Um, I've kind I've kind of like gone a, a, the opposite way with my YouTube channel. I started out making these like very heavily produced I know. Yeah. videos and, um, you know, all this crazy editing and this, that, and the other. Uh-huh. Memorizing scripts, you know, yeah. writing scripts. Now... Well, you, got, you still have a teleprompter now. Well, so. my my process has gotten a lot more streamlined. And I can do yeah. I can do entertaining videos that are more simple, easier to make, more fun to make. And, yeah. and I can cram in more detail because I've had a teleprompter since December. And, yeah. man, that thing has just changed the game for me. Like... <laughs> All like just my my speech is so fluent now. Like I can I can make these very elaborate points. I never forget a single thing. Oh man, I meant to bring that up, but I didn't remember to say it. Like uh-huh. it, you know. And then so the what? Old school way of doing that is because I had tried many many years in the past to make some scripted style videos that had footage and whatever. They got copyright claimed, and so I had to delete them a while like a while back. But how I did that was I wrote a script and I read the lines and 
there sometimes is just a lot of repetition because oh I, I screwed up uh messed up the the word here so i gotta go back and then record that line again and then edit all that together that really discouraged me on the whole like scripted uh content kind of stuff because it was just such a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so it you, wasn't fun no, anymore. No, it's not for fun. Me. It's it, the only so, f- the only fun part is when you're finished and you put it out there, mm-hmm. and you have this thing that you can always go back to and like be proud of and be like, oh man, you know, I did that yeah. and and like. But now, because you know, I've went to college and I've you know taken classes to improve my writing and 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 stuff like that. I actually like and I enjoy writing and and the way that I speak is very similar to what the, to the way that I write. So I feel that I think I can I can find a good balance of like fun but you know some extra professionalism with uh with with the stuff that I'm thinking Honestly, about. Honestly, I think if you would I I think if you had switched to that like 5 years ago, I think your I channel know. would be a lot bigger. Uh, probably, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, five years ago I was, I think that was when I was going to college. So I was focusing a lot on that and not necessarily on YouTube. So, you know, it is what it is. College was such a waste of my time and money. (laughs) If I could go back, I would, I, oh my God, I I would have (laughs) so not gone to college. Like how my life and has turned out college was just literally a waste of like mm-hmm. I, the only thing that i possibly have used from college was my black and white photography class yeah. and and maybe a little bit of my german class but i already like knew a lot of german before i took that class and it was a beginner's class yeah and so you know it, it's like kind of shit i, I would say knew. I, I wouldn't. I would say if I were to do it again, I would say, "Hey, don't stay in community college for that long. Like, get out of there faster, and then get to get to, um, you know, uh, the university, and get that over with." Yeah, um, a I lot mean, faster. Like, I guess the good part is, is like I do have an AA degree, so if at some mm-hmm. point in my life, as an older person, I'm like. Man, fuck all this karaoke shit. I need to get a career. I can always go back to school and get a bachelor's in something. Yeah, I could do that too, I guess, because I have an AA too. That's so. like my fucking last resort, though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. I really don't want I know. a normal career. I, I really I know. I would love to... Karaoke, if that's my lot in life and I just have to kind of do yeah. that, like, that's fine. Uh, it would be a great for my alcohol abuse for me uh-huh. to, to get out of karaoke because i can tell uh-huh. you doing those gigs man like just constantly being around those people it's just it's, constantly uh, a temptation well it just stresses you the fuck out it's not like yeah. it's not like i'm working at a library or i'm, or I'm like cleaning houses where uh-huh. I'm, I'm my own person i don't have to talk to anyone I, I like I'm I am I think that would stress me out eventually a job like that because I'd be alone with my thoughts so much that I would just you know yeah I got eventually so that would mess I guess up that me. would be my excuse for drinking with that job too because like oh I've been alone this whole time now uh, I want to go socialize yeah yeah because when I'm either way there would always be you know uh, uh, an excuse 
But I think, but, you know, but it would be easy, it would be easier for me to just be like, no, just go home, you know, like yeah, because yeah. but but when I'm at a bar and like there's all these drunks around me, like I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, what I'm trying to do is like not spend so much money, like that's the thing that I'm trying to do because I think it's a different sort of sort of addiction for me, and it's like trying to fill a certain hole in my life with other things. Everyone's got it's not something necessarily. Man alcohol because i'm that's not my thing but you know it's it's you know other uh things that aren't necessarily as destructive to my body but you know that they do they do carry an impact in their own way oh yeah for sure i mean we've all everyone's got something everyone's got some kind of vice to help them deal with Mm -hmm. the pain of 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 life Um, yeah because i don't i I don't want to be working retail for the rest of my life no i don't want to do that but if I could find a way to balance an, an easy job like this with getting an, a YouTube channel that is more ambitious and is just generating doing the revenue. kind of things, yeah, generating more revenue, I'd be happy with that. Even if it's not like a crazy, amazing, unbelievably successful channel, like if it's just, you know, kind of there. And and if I could find a way to get you know other people who I am, I am friends with on 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 social media who have other more successful platforms and channels on YouTube. If I could find a way to get something on YouTube that's in that niche, that's of good enough quality to maybe entice them to collaborate or do some of that other stuff, then that could also maybe help me. You know, I can tell you my my collaboration with those. Uh, so for those of you who don't know out there, I went on this. Yeah, I was gonna me- I was gonna mention that because I saw a couple of those videos, and it seems like a lot of the reaction, for the most part, except for some people, are like, "Oh, look at this guy with his hair." Yeah, which I already knew they were gonna say that, so yeah. I, I saw that coming. But yeah, uh, is I mean, wearing that, his headphones wrong. <laughs> that uh, that has been like probably one of the most fruitful collaborations yeah. I've, I've ever done. Because I've done, for you. I've done a lot of collaborations on YouTube with people, and it's never really netted me anything because mm-hmm. I think there's this like, first of all, it's hot right now to hate on James and everything he does, mm-hmm. and the Red Cow guys are just funny. Like they're funny yeah. dudes, and they're really intelligent, and they're filmmakers, yeah. so they. They can call out like how and why what James is doing is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on the music end with Rex Viper. And so yeah. it was really like the perfect pairing at the perfect time. I think all my other collaborations, like at the end of the day, I didn't really gel with the people I collaborated with, like, uh, uh-huh. like on a personality level. Um, yeah. And the things that we we're like, I did this one collaboration that um, VR video that I did. That I did yeah. a collaboration with the guy who does uh, VR fitness. His whole ass channel is fitness through VR. Okay, and it's like, and his and his shit's growing. Like he's got more. Uh-huh. Su- he's got more. Yeah, he's like, he's hitting. He's at 10k subs, and yeah. uh, he started his channel in 2016. Uh, we, right. we grew out about the same rate. He's growing a little bit faster than me, but uh-huh. like I started in 2015 and I'm almost at 10k. But yeah, um, yeah, we um, we did a collab together, and um, he wanted to know if there was any of the music apps on VR that that could give you a workout. But he also wanted to know how accurate the apps were in the music department. 
And so mm-hmm. he gave me, like, he mailed me a free VR headset, which was fucking awesome. Was that an Oculus? Yeah, an Oculus 2, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, it was like $300. I'm, legit, I'm legitimately thinking about getting an Oculus. Dude, I've used it, I've used it like, two or three times, man. Like, I, yeah? I, 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 it's, a, it's, it's a gimmick. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about it just for the test out certain things. Like, you can, there there's, like, a theater that you can watch stuff in. There's... You can use the Oculus to actually watch 3D films, which nowadays it's a lot harder to find like a 3D TV. So, you know, that could be a way to be able to watch certain stuff in 3D, which I'm I'm curious about. Not necessarily about the, you know, the video game playing aspect of it, but, you know, for stuff like that. Definitely not interested at all in the overpriced, ridiculous, upcoming, whatever Apple thing they're doing where it's like you wear glasses well, it looks like you're wearing like a pilot's glasses from the yeah. 70s like the, yeah it looks the cover like you're that wearing, Led Zepp- uh, or a black sabbath album ski goggles looks like you're wearing ski goggles <laughs> yeah 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 i don't i don't i don't i, don't, I just don't like vr that much um mm-hmm. it it um i don't know it, it it's the same reason why I never liked the Nintendo Wii. I, I don't when if I want to play a fucking video game, I just want the mm-hmm. damn controller and I want to sit down on my fat yeah. ass and <laughs> just play the game like that, just the traditional yeah. way. That's how I want. I don't want to move. So you just felt like there wasn't as much of a connection with the VR guy. That's what you're saying. Like there, there wasn't really as much of a personal. Or I mean, or he was cool, but like career uh, connection, or you know, I'm, the vibes weren't really. Can I can I respond, Mike? Are you just yeah, gonna keep go ahead. Throwing out superlatives. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think with him, like our 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 channels were just way too different. Yeah, he's doing VR fitness. I'm doing like music and commentary videos. Mm-hmm. So Red Cow are doing comment. That's a, that's a lot of what they talk about is like commentary. Mm-hmm um so we connected in that way and then we both are we're fit like long time fans of james rolf angry video yeah. game nerd and on top of all that i listened to their shit before i even like thought about messaging them doing a video about them yeah. i just i truly enjoyed their content like you found me and you enjoyed my content yeah. and then we've been collaborating since 2016 yeah and and that's what it boils down to i think is 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 really if you lock in with the other person's personality then it'll work yeah speaking of that like i i do have regrets in terms of not having you collaborate with me more i always wondered why you i always wondered why you never asked me Uh, it's just uh, my my brain is so like behind on that kind of stuff and i i'm wondering if that really is related to uh my autism because there's a lot of things where i literally don't think of an idea or don't think of doing something until like way 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 past the time than i should which is kind of why it was one of those things where oh oh i stayed in community college too long that's kind of sort of the similar sort of thing and i i also just kind of started doing more live streams over the past like year or so. So there's that too, because for a while I didn't have monetization because I didn't, I, I, they took my monetization away. I remember that. And I just recently, like within like the last year or so, uh, decided to bring it back. So I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't really 
but I'm I'm planning on getting you on more because I can't really think of anyone else in my circle who I can maybe get the schedules to fit better. And on top of that, you know, I think it'd be fun. I think we do have a decent amount of chemistry. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for for what feels like forever. So, so you know. And, uh, and, and even like I even noticed this a long time ago. I never brought it up because I was like, well, Mike's a different guy and I'm not going to uh-huh. impress him on this. But like even yeah. even on like your featured channels, like I was like kind of yeah. surprised that I, my channel was never up there. I, was I like, should I should I'll add I'll add you on there. I haven't really thought about featured channels in forever. I don't think so any, I don't think I, I think that's like kind of an antiquated thing. I think yeah. I, I think if 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 PewDiePie featured you in his featured channels, yeah. you'd get like a, a lot of yeah. subscribers. But I think outside yeah. of that, it doesn't really ma- like mean. Anything. I have mentioned I have mentioned your channel and other live streams I've been on. I have mentioned the podcast, so I have done that in the past. I just don't know why. Maybe because we tried to do something with the sightings pilot on our other channel that was a crazy it, it one was time. just so bad yeah that was a- that i guess maybe i don't know subconsciously it was one of those things where it's like oh that didn't work but i think that was just one of those things where it was just it didn't work because it wasn't a good thing to do for that format and i had barely no experience doing streams now i have more experience doing live streams you know because i've done a decent amount of them by myself and with other friends of mine so I, I I feel more comfortable like just picking a topic like nostalgic TV shows or whatever, bringing you on, figuring out what our schedules are, and you know. In all, I fun. mean, in all fairness, I could have like reached out to you to come on yeah. my, ch- but I I um. <laughs> There's you know it it but I I was totally okay with that. I was like you know you're doing your own thing. Yeah, I just and, always you know, did. I, I wanna... for the most part, I always just did like solo shit yeah. and. Uh, the only way I really knew how to collab with someone was like they write their script the, and then mm-hmm. like so with the VR guy he sent me his script and then I wrote my portion mm-hmm. sent that to him and then I filmed my portions sent those to him and he just blended them in he edited those into yeah. his thing and that and that's how we did it I didn't the Red Carl guys uh, are really smart with how to they, they have this program called Riverside that uh-huh. streams and it also records simultaneously the video and it's something they have you have to pay for monthly. I think StreamYard can do that too, but you have to pay for the the uh, monthly. Yeah, they have to pay for the, the service. But that's what they used and um yeah, I mean it looked pretty like when they It was funny cuz like when I did the actual like episode like in in real time like the quality looked really bad the the, the mm-hmm. screens were split up in a weird yeah. way but yeah. when it was done you know recording it ended up looking really sharp so i was like wow that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool um but yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know anything about that they had already had that process down pat so if mm-hmm. i wanted to get someone on my shit to like stream like i did a video recently with this guy did you do it through youtube no, I did it through Skype actually. Skype has the wow. ability to record um, voice chats or whatever. Okay. And so, shut the fuck up! I'm trying to bring up my channel, and the autoplay is coming up. It's so annoying. What's oh, up, okay. everybody? This is Josh Cannon. Welcome to my channel. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to this guy about being in a band, and I, I recorded it through Skype, and I was like, "We'll see what happens." And the video quality is very like so-so. 
Yeah. It's like uh, maybe 720 at best. Yeah, um, StreamYard's kind of similar like that. I think it's like a 1080p. It's difficult to get like video quality that's like 4K, whatever, uh, I don't, 2160. I, I have no desire to do anything exactly. in 4K. Yeah, I've thought about, see, for in the future... You know, for because I'll probably just keep using StreamYard, and so I, I think what you will probably have to do is like create a StreamYard account, which is pretty easy to do. Um, StreamYard, you can connect your YouTube channel to it, so you can just have your YouTube channel and StreamYard just cooperate together simultaneously. So it can record, it can stream in HD for free, but recording in HD, you have to pay a fee. Which I understand that I, I I get it, um, but yeah I, I've I've I that's the other thing too I I was just kind of dipping my feet into the streaming thing, you know, and so now streaming has more. always been like a fucking uh, it yeah I really need people to like join my stream and participate for for me to yes. like be entertaining because if no yeah. one's saying anything and I go in there and I don't really have a topic or uh-huh. if I have a topic and then I. I start going on about the topic yeah. and then people start chiming in and I get distracted. Like, yeah, probably the best live stream I've done on my channel was when I was breaking down the Rolling Stone top yeah. 100 artists. Like that was like a four yeah. part stream. And that one, that one was good because they, li- they were broken down into little chunks. Yeah. So I'd read the article, I'd comment on the artist and then I would read what people's comments were. And I would were. say, I think the best streams that I've done have been when I've had other friends on, when it's not just been me by myself. But I normally when I'm doing it by myself, I tend to try to pick a topic. So then I have something to focus on. Otherwise, it'll just be people asking questions, which that can be interesting, too, depending on the questions that they're asking. Um, I think it definitely does help if you slow the questions down. <laughs> you go into like the settings and make it so it, it like you get a little bit of a delay so you can catch up to things. So it's just not constantly streaming oh i never uh, have to know, worry about uh, that time. i never have enough people in my chat to where i even have to worry <laughs> about that i can i can very handily handle the uh the the the, the, the i got the, i got enough people in there that i'm like okay i gotta i gotta turn on slow mode yeah i can handle the frequency very easily in my my live streams although i haven't i haven't been live on youtube in a really long time so yeah i don't i don't know i <laughs> It's just not really my I my, what my favorite thing is is when I make a video about something that I wanted to talk about and then it does well. It's like okay, yeah. this is why I, I want to be on YouTube. Is I made a it video sucks that when I want to think do. you do a pretty good video and then like doesn't do anything. Like that sucks too. Oh yeah, but tell, my my, my most dis, the most disappointing video for me performance wise to this day is a video I did on. Um, the band OK Go and how yeah. like they're a band that gimmicks built and how I thought that was a good video. I, I thought I brought up such great points about how if you look at their videos on YouTube, every video has like 200 million views. But if you go to their mm-hmm. Spotify, they're barely breaking a million and, and put like proving the point that people fuck with that band simply for their music videos and mm-hmm. not their music. And I did so much editing, and man, that video I think is at like 500 views, and that, I made that video years ago. Yeah, I was real. I was really disappointed in ha- in the performance of that. I'm one. not. I'm. I, I'm just. 
basically at this point, I'm like, I'm not even going to focus on views anymore. I just do it for fun or I do it because, you know, some people support my channel and ask me to do reviews of certain stuff. I don't do it anymore for views because if I did that, I'd just be constantly depressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I if I constantly was just thinking about that, man, it would just it's just it's just so depressing. You kind of have to take the temperature of of like w your videos and, yes. and kind of see like, OK, what videos did I do that were successful? What but the problem is a lot of the videos I do, they're successful, more successful on average. It's just negative shit. It's just me ranting on a film that I don't like. And. Oh, I have, you know, I have no problem with being negative. And I, at, at one point, you know, I didn't either, but I've just been doing it for so long that it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I kind of want a little bit more recognition for talking about stuff that doesn't suck, you know? Yeah. You know? Or just always talking about stuff that's just come out, or and that's just, I like talking about stuff that's obscure and lesser known. I think that's interesting, but a lot of people don't because a lot of people don't do that kind of digging for, for you know, films or shows anymore. They just kind of stick with what's trending. Yeah, it's almost like um, it's almost like in the music world, like y like you have to copy the sound of what is popular now to get your foot in the door. And then once your foot's in the door, you can kind of change your sound slowly to what you originally wanted it to be in the first place. It's kind of how you have mm -hmm. to do with like YouTube. You have to like you have to start off making shit that's like kind of like what are the hot topics in whatever whatever world you're in, like in the movie world, what are the what are the hot things going on uh -huh. right now? And then you kind of build your audience that way and you, like with me it's like um anytime I do a James Rolfe video, I know it's going to do well, but I, I always make sure to talk about I'm a musician, I'm in a band, I do videos about yeah. music, so that way they're not blindsided when I do like a, these albums are a 10 out of 10 or this yeah. is my review of the Smashing yeah. Pumpkins album. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to like blend everything together as good as I can. And I've tried to make sure my thumbnails are like all like kind of more consistent now mm -hmm. and to where it's like a, a, a brand kind of thing. You know what you're getting with me. Um and that's something yeah. that I, I definitely didn't do for like the first, I, I don't know what, four or five years of <laughs> doing YouTube. I just threw shit at the wall and, I, you know, some videos did really well and some didn't. But the yeah. it's like just because I have a couple of videos that are at like almost half a million, that doesn't mean I have a, 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 a following because I don't because I would people would come for that one video and then they would leave because they, they yeah. would see that, I oh, his other yeah. videos aren't like that. Yeah. I, I, I rip Apple and Apple products, a new asshole, and then people see that I don't do any other videos about Apple products, and so they just dip out. So now I try to have like some kind of through line in my channel about like, okay, even though I'm talking about, you know, this thing that seemingly doesn't really have much to do with music, I'm going to try to find a way to kind of like tie it well, in. Well, I mean, Rex Viper definitely ties in. Well, that, that was so like the perfect, that was like, man, like the perfect combination of video game shit and music shit. And, and I don't know if you were, were you aware of Rex Viper? 
initially. I feel like, or was you, it something? I feel like that you, I, I think you told me about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're I think always, I, I you're. I remember telling you about that. Your ear is always on the on the street as far as like <laughs> something that comes down the pike, and you're like, "Hey, have you heard about this?" And nine times out of ten, I haven't, and I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah. I gotta." I should. Make, there's been a lot of tips that you've given me in the past about that I would that I went on to make a video about because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, this would be a good video for my channel. Um, I guess I'm more in tune than I think. Well, I think I think you're just thing. I think you're just more of a, a YouTube like connoisseur yeah, than I am. Yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube. I do a lot of stuff. I even watched James uh, uh, Rolf's latest video. I actually liked it. I thought the Indiana Jones video he did. There was some was, there was some pretty bad part acting yes. acting in some yeah. parts. Yeah, but I think it was kind of intentional like he was trying to deliberately act like he did years ago, which at times didn't necessarily click, but at other times I was like, you know what? I kind of do remember the acting being kind of forced in some of those older videos. I'm trying to I'm so, trying to see which one um there was one part in particular that was just so like the acting was so bad. Um, yeah, there's just some awkward moments where I mean, it's probably not as awkward though. Some of the stuff that I've been watching, I've been in an Indiana Jones kick because I've you know the new ones coming out. I'm actually going to see that tomorrow with my stepdad. I already got a ticket. I don't think it's going to be good. I think Dial Destiny is going to be easily the worst film in the franchise to date um which, and could, wait, which, which could be dial of destiny the new indiana oh, jones yeah i heard it was i heard it was horrible i think it could it has potential to be like easily the worst film of the year for me because wor- i'm a big i'm a big indiana jones fan i've been ever since i was a kid is it worse you know, than the uh the, the shia labeouf movies i actually like kingdom of the crystal skull i actually like it a decent amount and i don't think shia is even really that bad in it other than the swinging with monkey scene yeah that's stupid that's dumb but other than that like shy is not really that annoying to me in the film he's not that awful i i actually didn't mind him especially the chemistry that him and harrison had during the film he's just uh, one of those guys that i can't separate the artist from the art like i can do that with yeah. most other people but he's such a douche in real I can. life i can i guess it's because like maybe I didn't really keep up with or I didn't really check the news as I knew he lost his mind and became kind of became self-absorbed and whatever and pretentious and so on years later. But it seems like that's something that happened like way down the line, like something happened in his brain, maybe after being in the Hollywood system for so long that he just changed because it doesn't seem like he was that person throughout a good chunk of his career like he wasn't that guy during even stevens well no well it may he uh, or transformers or this movie because this movie came, or eagle eye so i like that shia labeouf like the shia labeouf you know once you know he just came so full of himself i liked no. i liked him in american honey because like i feel like that character was so close to how he actually is like just this uh-huh. this cre- like uh, just um he like uses these people to yeah. for his own ends and he's kind of like a pimp and yeah. he takes advantage of people and exploits people and he's just kind of this like mm-hmm. douchey fuck boy it's like i i was like yeah he played i'm sure that was a stretch for him to play that character bit of a douchey you know douchey character um 
I really like Jonah Hill in uh, War Dogs. I like his performance in that. And I actually like that film quite a bit. I think that one's pretty uh, overlooked. War Dogs with him and Miles Teller. Never heard of it. I think it's loosely based on a true story about these, you know, young entrepreneurs who made all this money uh, doing shady arms deals. Um Directed by, uh, I think it was the guy who did, yeah, it was the director of Joker. He directed it. So I don't know if you heard or knew anything about James Rolfe's book, the movie, a movie making. I nerd. heard about it. I haven't gotten the book yet. So according to him, he's made. Oh, first of all, James Rolfe uses the term "film" way too fucking loosely, referring to mm-hmm. the videos he makes. Yeah, the short films. Yeah, he's like he. It's some it's some ridiculous number. He's like, so technically, I've made over five hundred films, uh, and it's like, bro, when you take your home movie camera, your, those are home movies. Your two not... your two forty p home movie camera yeah. and do your little shitty skits. That's not a film, bro. It's that, not. That'd be like saying that'd be like if Steven Spielberg said the films that he made when he was he was a kid were. Part of on the same yeah, or part of his filmography. Yeah, it's part That's of the lexicon not, of my movies. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. He doesn't. He just says, you know, they were fun little you know shorts, little movies that I made when and, I was a kid. And he considers you know? he considers every single AVGN episode like a film. I, I I don't I don't agree with that either. I think but, you know, hey, it's his. his I think content, it's an internet life, web you know web series. It's an internet web series. It, it's not that'd be like if Smosh were like, yeah, you know. By the way, all those video skits that we made, yeah, they're all movies. They're all films. Yeah, it's like I'll give you the angry video game nerd movie. <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. That's yeah. an indie film. Uh, a pretty like not great indie film. No, could have been re-edited um that's it could have been a lot better that's one thing the red was just uh frankie from red cow he he after like the night that the movie came out he went and watched it like years ago when it came out and then he like went home and got the movie like downloaded the movie or whatever Uh and he re-edited it and he took out like an hour of like unneeded footage and he was like oh man he's like it's so much more watchable and i think he's talking about like making that available or something okay but there was like all right he, he, there was like just that much unneeded shit i think i think that would help but it would still still not be that great of a film just because of the way that it's written and the way that it's structured it's the the new characters who were never ever a part of this show yeah like cooper like why 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 does he have like this? and and the girl like no, none of those characters were ever in the show at any point and then, then the, the the people who were Mike Matei and uh, Kyle Justin, they just have like a, a like a what five second cameo. At, yeah, they the should have they should have been in the film considerably. From like the like very they could have they could have been the friends, you know. Yes. I mean, Mike can Why act. Why not? He's been he's been in several AVGN episodes as the Joker and Bugs Bunny and all that. Yeah. Um, Kyle Justin's been in a few episodes. They can they can act just as well as James does. Like they just didn't really understand, I guess maybe the full pulse of the fan base at the time. It's like say whatever you want about uh, uh, nostalgia critics, just really bad fan films. He doesn't have like random people that aren't a part of his, you know, his his uh, already established universe in these 
movies. I I I have never and will never see any of. They them. are so bad. They are terrible. <laughs> have you seen They're like unwatchable? Full, have you seen a full? Like, I, I saw one. I think it was to boldly flee years ago. I think I watched it in parts on his website. Oh, that was the one. That's what three or hours Kikassia. long. Or was Kikassia? That's what it was. Kikassia. That's that's that the was the that first I one. I I think that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. There was some like smooth, some like slick little editing things he did as far as like h- how he did certain scenes, yeah. but just the quality was like, man, this like there's no cinematic. If you want to talk about self indulgent, like those those are way up there. I, I like, I am always like obsessed with like whenever I'll, I do my music videos, I want them to look the most cinematic as humanly possible. So like I'm I'm looking at like different lenses. Like what what techniques can I use to make this look more cinematic and less you know like just a video that 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 uh-huh. I took and you know I I've upgraded my camera to like a, a like a prosumer level the Blackmagic yeah. 4K and I've done um like the last few not Audacity because we had to hire hired a guy that did that one but um, yeah. You know, I'm t- I'm trying even, and I, I don't even consider myself a fucking filmmaker, even though I could, based on their guidelines. Um, I think some of your music videos are definitely better than anything I've seen from nostalgia <laughs> critic when it comes to his films. Well, my thing is, is like, dude, you have the money. Why haven't you invested in like better equipment? You know, to make your shit look like actually look yeah. cinematic and look. I think at the time when he did those films, he didn't actually have as much money as you think. Well, even his episodes that he does now, where he has to reenact, yeah. you know, the little shitty green screen bits that he does, like he could even make that look better if he had a more cinematic camera. But he's still using uh, who knows what, and no. God, they're just—I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've lost i've lost like i i was really into channel awesome for a while there yeah and i've just like i've gone off the reservation i still i still watch a few a few of them every now and for me, then it, i would it, say it depends on the movie that he's talking about yes it depends on the film if it's actually nostalgic then i then i'll watch it if it's like a mo- newer movie then i'm like what this isn't nostalgic at all i don't care well like, I, so doesn't... like i saw he did um he did he did the new Shyamalan one yeah what's that one called young or something where it's where, old old yeah yeah I got it completely wrong because um, I, I did actually watch that one and yeah it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie but I liked it I liked the quirks um and then well, like he kind of liked the movie too but like in a so bad it's good yeah sort of way. see I, I I don't know I, I I just feel like with M. Night Shyamalan like you're just going into his uncanny valley of how he sees the world and you just ha- that's just how he- that's his style of of filmmaking like people do and say weird shit for no reason and it's just like mm-hmm. well that's that's how he is you know it's like nicolas cage is an actor it's like you're getting nicolas cage doing his version of whatever character he's he's portraying yeah, Nicolas Cage is doing a Sympathy for the Devil movie where he's... It's basically what it is. It's like Collateral, you know, that film with uh, Tom Cruise. But low budget and with Cage just being over the top and crazy. With like dyed red hair. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot of his movies. Um, I just recently watched uh, a couple months ago Leaving Las Vegas. I thought that was a pretty good one. He won an Oscar for that. Yeah, well, he played a degenerate drunk best, really well. 
Best Actor. He won Best Actor for that film. So Nicolas Cage is an Academy Award winning actor. He's been nominated, I think, a couple other times too. Not the bees. Not the bees. No, no not not for that. No. Is that Wicker Man? Yeah. I, I actually kind of enjoyed that movie. I, I, I do too. It's like a so bad it's good film because it's just it's just hilarious. Nick Cage is great in it. <laughs> Dressed up as a bear, just beating up on people. <laughs> I was like, I'll take that over Midsummer. Like, uh, Midsummer is some pretentious wank fest, just bullshit. I liked it the first time I saw it, or I was, I was, I was, I was Midsummer. Um, yeah, I was um, <laughs> actively disturbed by the scene of the two old folks jumping off the cliff. Uh huh. Um, I thought it was Looney Tunes. I mean, but, it was uh, very it, graphic how they yes. depicted it. Um, but then I tried watching it again recently because I was like, oh, I remember kind of liking that movie. And I just like midway through the movie, I'm just like, I'm not watching the rest of this. Like I, <laughs> I, I know how it ends, and it's it's not one of those movies that you want. I watch I did again. not like it. I thought visually, yeah, there's some interesting visuals, some good direction. Ari Oster is a great cinematographer, or he's good with visuals, but he's a really really bad writer to me he does a terrible job writing characters that are likable or some characters you can resonate with i think that was one of the criticisms of the movie is like not a single character in that movie is like likable like you're not you're you're not really rooting for any of them yeah and it doesn't help either there's so many things that are just so absurd to the point where it really kind of undoes everything like the whole bit where the college students right after the bit you were talking about this graphic with the people falling off the cliff and their heads getting smashed in like you know they're watermelons at a Gallagher concert you have these fucking college students later arguing with one another about their theses you stole my thesis you stole my thesis bro what the heck what the hell man that was my thesis it's like what are you what the fuck are you two dipshits doing you just saw somebody get their head smashed with a mallet after they fell off a cliff and you're just bitching about each other's theses yeah and you're st- and you're still going to continue to sl- stay there and sleep yeah. there and be around these people and it's like uh i don't care how much of a deeply ingrained tradition this is to you people but um i'm out like i'm officially yeah, I gone. <laughs> i'm officially heading to the airport now see you bye like fuck off um yeah did you see uh did you see that one uh vivarium I haven't seen that yet. I have it on Blu-ray. I like the trailer. It's it dude, looked interesting. That's one of those movies that I it's new and it's like right up my alley of like, it's like sh- a, came out a couple years ago, I think. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of the shit I like is like very old, like 20, 30 years old, like <laughs> 90s dramas. Uh-huh. And so to to for me to find new movies that I I really like is is kind of a rare thing. Um Yeah. And yeah, just the concept and everything is just that's a movie that I de- definitely have watched like two or three times. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, and there's all this like top- I- I'm more into those kind of films than a lot of the sequels and reboots that come out nowadays. Like, oh, dude, I've totally Dial get- of Destiny. Like I, like I was saying earlier, I'm a big fan of Indiana Jones. I grew up watching the trilogy on VHS. I've seen the first three in the theater in 35 millimeter, which was awesome. I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when it came out in theaters. Uh, that film in particular, I think, is 
quite underrated. It's overhated. It's ridiculous the amount of hate it gets just because of some people on the internet who and popular YouTubers like Red Letter Media and so on decided to make these videos dunking on the film. And there's an entire website made called Nuke the Fridge that was just bitching about unrealistic moments in movies because of the Nuke the Fridge scene in Indiana Jones 4. Um... To me, it's not perfect. It definitely has its issues, but it's entertaining. Harrison Ford, it does a pretty good job in it, does a decent amount of his own stunts. Actually, for an older guy, moves fairly well and gets in fights so in ways did, that are actually so kind of exciting and did, fun did, to watch. From my understanding, they digitally uh de-aged him in this one. Oh, for the new one? Yeah, they did that for the prologue. Yes, they digitally de-aged him. How but did... the problem is it's still 80-year-old Harrison Ford doing the narration of this younger version of himself. My God, he's 80? Yeah, he's 80. He's 80 years old. There's even a line in King of the Crystal Skull because I rewatched that again with all the other ones recently in 4K and the transfers are terrific. There's even a line where Mutt, uh, Shia LaBeouf's character, is like, "What are you like, 80? Like, and in in, in King of the Crystal Skull, like, he's only in his like sixties or something, and it's like a joke. Like, what are you like, 80? Uh, but like in Dial of Destiny, he literally is 80. As far as uh, like uh, like other like like reboots and sequels and shit go, I I'm completely like checked out on the marvel universe i i i could i couldn't care less what you don't care about the marvels coming up or daredevil born again that doesn't even have any of the same writers or the staff from the previous netflix show dc marvel i've i'm i'm i am don't care about the new superman i have od'd on superhero movies i feel you i i honestly haven't seen a marvel movie since ant-man since captain marvel like Ant Man the Wasp was the last one that I saw in the theater. I watched. Yeah. I, I I'm took, not out of the loop on Marvel. I uh, I think I took like six months or so, and I watched every single Marvel. I know. I remember you were telling me that. Yeah, in in the order that you're supposed to watch them too. So like, I mean, we're jumping from a movie from 2019 to a movie in 2004 to a movie in 2012. Well, I, I just watch them in order of the phase. I don't watch them like that. That's well. There's the so there's a timeline. So you start off with Captain America because that's World War Two. Yeah, and then I know. It, and then it goes like you know to, through that to Captain Marvel because that takes place in the nineties. I think I think you can still enjoy these films or get the gist of it without doing that. Like that's you know. Well, not my necessary. point is, is that like the the whole time, like I. <laughs> I don't. I didn't really enjoy any of them. Like Ant Man was forgettable. Um, the Hulk was all right. I hated every single one of the Thor movies. I've never liked Thor. I don't mind the first Thor. Uh, the second one, I I think is pretty bad. The third one, I thought was overrated and not nearly as great as people made it out to be. The fourth one, I haven't seen yet. I've just heard it's terrible. Yeah, um, I just I don't know. They, really, when it comes to Marvel, Spider Man and the X Men are the only two like franchises I care about. And have you seen Spider Verse? The uh, animation? Yeah. Uh, no, I've not seen it. I'm not huge. So definitely on, not huge on animated. Uh, I think I think I think you'll still get something out of it if you like Spider Man, especially the Spider Verse films. Like, at least check out into into the Spider Verse at least. I 
I put off watching that film for many, many years until recently, and I loved it. I thought it was honestly the best Spider-Man film for me because of the fact that even though it's not really Peter Parker's story, it's Miles' story, it just did a way better job just capturing the vibe of Spider-Man and the universe and all this other stuff compared to a lot of the other live-action films. So the live-action films, they had their moments, um, like when I was a kid, I, I loved the the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie. Yeah. like I remember seeing the Spider Man in the theater when it came out. I, even as a kid, though, I thought in what Spider Man three when he had his little badass moment, like it felt. Oh, like, like Spider Man three! I saw that in the theater, and I thought it. I thought it wasn't really that. Even, I, I think I liked it more in the theater because it was the you know it was a big event because you know, I was younger and we rarely ever went to the theater. So whenever we would go to the theater, like. That was a that was a big deal. So it was like the whole experience was something that I rated highly. But then I rewatched Spider Man three on DVD, and I was like, "This is bad." <laughs> yeah, I, I, even as even when I saw that in theaters, I was, I was like, "That that was a weird scene that they just did when he's doing his whole like I guess yeah. he got in, in possessed by the Venom or whatever." The and fuck now happened. I hate it because I I've I've read the Venom comics and I rewatched you know the animated stuff dealing with Venom, and I'm like, "Oh, this is just a terrible." This is just embarrassing. In a in a very befuddling move uh, for the new X Men movie. Apparently, they're making both Magneto and Professor Xavier black. I don't know if I buy that rumor. Have you heard that? I don't know if I buy it. I I, I don't. I First don't of all, buy um, it. I I don't care how diverse Hollywood wants to get. That's fine. Um, but when literally one of the characters is a survivor of the Holocaust. Magneto yeah. and you're making him yeah. a black character just that's why that's why I don't buy it I think that's just a rumor for like clicks or something because I do not buy that because that would be a backlash oh yeah it's a, of a different it's just kind. like guys can you me and my friend Thad who happens to be a black dude uh super cool guy he's really in god he's so into fucking uh DC um uh-huh. he also knows a lot about Marvel too is he big into the Snyderverse and he's disappointed yeah, he, that it's ending? No, no, dude. He like or or he he well he might be disappointed that it's ending, but he liked all the movies that are like critically panned, like from the Snyderverse, the DC. So he, uh-huh. he he likes all of it. Um, okay, he's definitely a DC fanboy. But um, yeah, I brought that up to him. I was like, I was like, dude, you know, like, why don't they make more black characters instead of yes. taking the characters that are already written? And just, just making them a different race. Yeah, just giving African Americans hand me downs. Right. Like, look at Black Panther. Like, that movie did gangbusters because they that- should have never killed him off. That was a mistake. Well, I mean, the actor is kind of dead. So, well, the actor is, but I never really felt that Black Panther was a character that necessarily had to have the same actor play that role. Like, I, I- it's. Just for uh, me personally, I, I think I think they probably would have had to have waited like uh, uh, like years for people to kind of get over, and that would have been fine, you know. But if but I think it was one of those things where they had probably already started filming the sequel, you know, when he died. Actually, I don't think they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's always been my big thing because like I and I always go to this example like Spawn. And I know he's not a huge like. Uh, character as far as like like everyone knowing who spawn is oh that film has been like in development hell for years tom mcfarlane uh keeps talking about it 
Nothing ever happens. Jamie Foxx is attached to it. I doubt that's ever going to happen with him involved, sadly, because he's what, recovering what from a health to, issue. What happened to him health-wise? I keep hearing I about... I think he had a stroke of some kind. Oh, shit. Damn. He seemed like a healthy dude. Yeah, he just had a stroke. Fuck. It comes for us all. Yeah, and Spawn, that, that movie... It's kind of a guilty pleasure for the me. movie for was one, the, the movie was horrible, but the character is badass. The, like the, the, the movie is also kind of it, it's a guilty pleasure for me. For one, I did see the film in the theater when I was a kid. Um, I thought, second, I thought John Leguizamo's performance was pretty good as the clown. I, I just it's so over the top and bad, but you know it is what it is. Especially compared to the animated, like it, when I was a kid, something I could deal with more. But like what I saw, the animated series that aired on HBO. Oh, the animated series is so much better than. Then I was like, oh my god! Like the violator here is is a violation. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, There's so many bad characters, and and you know, Michael Jai White is not a bad spawn. He's not the problem in that film, and it also has some fun bits of action. The direction, though, by this guy named Mark Aze Dippy, which I like to call Mark Aze Dipstick. Is is a dipstick? Is his direction sucks? Uh, not really the best director. He was a visual effects guy, I think, before. Never directed anything. You could really tell the the transitions were annoying. Like really trying way too hard to be fancy to the point where it was just like eye rolling. Oh my god! There's a shot of Spawn on the cross. Then we're gonna transition with a cross wipe. You know, that literally is a cross. Oh, You're like, yeah, that's cheesy. That was bad. Um, the PG-13 rating was a mistake from the start. Oh, like Spawn yeah. should For not Spawn, be PG-13. Yeah, the, even the cartoon on HBO wasn't, like, yes. I feel like was rated R. There was a fucking serial killer in that show. Yeah, that, that like, was, like, targeting kids. Yeah, in an ice cream truck. Yeah. But yeah, the movie, the reboot they've been talking about off and on, it sounds terrible. I've heard that the reboot wasn't even going to have Spawn in it that much. Yeah. It be he, like a, he was, a seven ripoff. He was talking, Todd McFarlane was talking about like, oh, you know, Spawn should always be in the shadows and you should never really see him. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, I get that he's a, <laughs> a mysterious figure, but no, he's like a badass character. I want to, I want to see him more yeah. and and not yeah. be in a bad movie it is it is a missed opportunity oh, I think and a the good cgi film, think about the cgi yeah. now how they could do the hell scenes yeah. and malbosia and all yeah, that because the hell scenes in the 97 dude film. that was ps1 level like <laughs> cutscene. that was so it's like really bro like that's all y'all could do i i think you just didn't have the budget like to the do. suit was great oh like, yeah the spawn suit it looked great it was practical um there were some other practical stunt work that was pretty cool but yeah that film the guilty pleasure of mine because like i can watch it as like just kind of a over the top kind of spectacle popcorn film yeah but yeah not not nearly as good as the comics or the animated show definitely a missed opportunity and anime shows on hbo it was on it it was on a max I think it should still be on max yeah in I, HD. I, I have the dvd it got, rem- have- it got remastered oh, in that's HD. cool I have the DVDs for it still, but I don't, I don't think they play anymore for some reason. Disc rot is a very real thing. Uh huh. That's what happened with the set that I had. Oh really? 
Yeah, oh, the Steelbook set. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. They must have just been cheaply, like like cheaper DVD quality than. I I think what happened is actually it's not necessarily cheaper. It's certain manufacturing plants at the time they used a different sort of material. I think for to glue the discs together. And if if you if you track the certain discs that were made by that certain plant, uh, they tend to like rot more than others. Well, they must have made my Genesis music video anthology DVD because that one suffered the same fate. <laughs> and so thankfully I was able to get a new one on eBay and it still hadn't gone up in price yet. Um, Cause like the box sets that they released in the two mm-hmm. thousands, um, the late two thousands, they were like, yeah. they were like a hundred and something bucks each, but you got like five, Albums because they did they've released like 15 albums or something, so you got like five albums per box set. Yeah. Everything was completely remastered. They had it set up for a, a uh, surround, they had a surround sound mix. Oh, cool. Um, they had in they had a each album had a, a bonus disc that had like interviews, all these extras. They d- interviewed the band specifically for so like the box sets at the time were kind of pricey. Um, but I was such a Genesis fan even back then. I bought all the uh, box sets. I'm only missing one, but I'm not upset over the one I'm missing. This is an album you're not really big on. Well, no, they they did the it, it was uh the fifth box set was all their live CDs. Oh, remastered, and it's like ah, uh, you know, I have I have almost all their live CDs, just like the actual CD itself. I'm only missing like one. Yeah, and now on eBay, it's like shit a lot so more than i'm there's a lot of stuff that's you know just skyrocketed yeah price just because of the fact that it's it's no longer made or available uh and but also some of the stuff that's just up there in price people just asked too much for it and it just sits there and it never sells even for the price that it's supposedly worth like for a box set of like the show called Hardcastle and McCormick. It's an old 80s show that would lasted for like three seasons. This, this, the box set and like every season is out of print and like every, like, like on eBay, if you want to get the whole series, somebody's asking for like 150, 200, whatever, never sells. Wow. The one box set that I didn't want, uh, is as, actually the most expensive now because i guess no one else really wanted it either so Mm -hmm. it's rare now it's 1500 bucks now damn i didn't know it was that much at the time i think it was like 150 new 1500 yeah so like i I, would look and see what the sold listings are though for that because ebay's notorious for that it'd be like oh my god it's worth this much and then you look at the sell sold listings they're like oh okay well that 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 makes a little more they're sense. All, they're all selling. All the gray ones are selling for around that price. So I'm guessing Damn. that's just what they go for. Shit. So like all the ones that I have, they've gone up like 100 or $150. Maybe you should have gotten that. <laughs> just so that Yeah. Well, like... part of me only wanted it to be a completionist and be like, oh, yeah. now, I, now I have all five of the reissued box sets. But I, I was yeah. like, man, you know, do I want to spend that much money for a box that I have like three of the mm-hmm. five albums? But now that... you're like, damn, like if I had that, I could just sell that. And then nah. 
well, stuff like that that I actually care about, I'm going to hold on to forever. Plus, having a, a, an album that, ha- even though I don't have a surround sound player right now, eventually I plan on getting one. My dad had one back when I lived at my parents' house, and I listened to it in 5.1 surround sound. And yeah. my God, it sounds So you don't have, you don't have like a regular player that could do like surround sound? Like no. a Blu-ray or, you know... Uh, because you have a game system, like so, wouldn't that work technically? No, you, you have all those outputs on the back of it, like you know, back left, back right, front left, front right. Oh, center, you don't, you subwoofer. don't, you, you don't have, you don't have a. Uh, I, I'm, I'm confused. I was thinking of something else. You don't have a AVR, so you don't have like a an a, a uh, audio video uh, uh, system. That's what you're talking. Well, about. I I do, but it, the that feature for whatever reason is broken, so it just oh, okay. doesn't, it doesn't. I have to I have to get a new one. But I did. I, it, I have a receiver, and I was just using it, and I don't actually have the right surrounds, the right speakers for it. But it was just working somehow with a soundbar uh, connected to my TV. But then it just stopped working recently, so now I just connect my soundbar directly to my TV. But dude, listening to that to shit in, in like surround, where you have like the two speakers behind you, the subwoofer, the center, and then the two yeah. fronts. My God, it's you are like in, enveloped in the music, and it is just yeah. like they're able to like just space everything apart so uh-huh. much better because like everything bass goes to the subwoofer. You know, like it's not like a stereo system where they have to share all the they yeah. have to handle all these frequencies with just a woofer and a tweeter. Yeah, with this, it's like. You go, you, you got like any any weird effects, they can be circling around behind yeah. you. And then like Phil, Phil Collins' voice is coming only out of the center speaker. So it's like yeah. he's, he's standing in front of you singing and you're not getting it anywhere yeah. else. And it's just, it, it was, man, it was an incredible experience. So I definitely want to like replicate that. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I, 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 should... have, I have this fucking record player and those Unsolved Mystery records. And I still haven't fucking played them because I, I don't have a way to... Well, they're coming out of the CD. I know. I, think, I, I saw that. I saw Chris Rogers posted that in our group. I, I'm probably going to get that. Might as well. Well, I mean, I think nowadays, like, it's a little bit more affordable to be able to just get a receiver and then just get, you know, because you have enough space to be able to, you know, set up a pretty pretty good system like that. Yeah, if I owned this house, I would just build a shelf in my room for my record player, but I don't. I'm renting, so yeah. I don't want to put all that effort in building a nice shelf and then just move. Well, you don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, just like, I've seen people have like, you know, set up so they have their TV on like a, you know, like a raised platform. They have the speaker, you know, on the floor, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I could like look into- Man, people uh, who are here for mysteries... <laughs> How long ago did they check out? Hey, we haven't done a podcast in like a month. So. We, we had no, we had a, we had very little meat on the mystery bone, but hey, we had a lot of other meat in other areas. Yeah, we're just catching up. That's Honestly, this what you're is th- this kind of podcast where we talk about like just movies, music, media. <laughs> I would rather do this kind of podcast at this point. I've gotten so bored. With, I feel you doing the mystery. I, shit. I mean, I, it's up to you. I mean, I don't know what we would do with it. Um, we could pick like three fucking topics and probably just go off on them. Like just yeah. shit in the news. C- you know? Completely change the name of the podcast. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and and see how many people we lose, you know, because <laughs> there's a lot of people here are here. I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, I don't know if it's over air, but you know, just between you and me, I was kind of picking up a little bit of that vibe. You know, it's kind of like we've been doing this for so long. It just feels like the passion, passion isn't necessarily no, there. I mean, we've gone through We're talking all, about mysteries, all the top unsolved mysteries we wanted to talk about. We fucking talked about them, there's and I don't not, want to talk about the new unsolved mysteries. No, I don't even want to anymore. watch them. I'm not going to watch them. I don't want to talk about the Unsolved Mysteries podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like it's like that. Po- this podcast or, or how it was, <laughs> it's it's kind of like reached it, it's reached its peak a long time ago, and now it's just yeah. been kind of like a where it just. Are keep- we going to make this an impromptu finale? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I think we both feel the same way about it though because it's it's like Well that's why I'm trying to get you on a live stream, you know, get get a little taste of, you know, this kind of just talking about, you know, random stuff because that's what happens on my live streams. I just people ask questions, or we got a topic and we just we just chat. Well, I'll put it I'll put it to it you is. like this. Like when we were doing the um mystery portion of this podcast earlier i kept looking at the recorder i'm like oh it's only been 30 minutes (laughs) ever since we've not been talking about that and we've just been talking about movies or whatever i haven't uh, anytime i look down at the recorder like 45 minutes has gone by Uh you know effortlessly that's the kind of shit that i want to do where i'm not like I feel like I'm clocking I'm, in. I'm, I'm all for that. If you want to rebrand things, oh, um, yeah, I mean I we don't... can re- we can rebrand it and <laughs> and be like, yo, all right. So that's a podcast, everybody. Um, we're gonna have an announcement to make here soon, so keep your ears open. But in the meantime, if you want to join our Facebook fan group, it's um, go to YouTube, type in "Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries," and just go to group Facebook. Yeah, didn't I say Facebook? said youtube oh shit youtube's on my mind sorry (laughs) i got facebook um not even gonna promote the patreon (laughs) at this point um might be shutting that down soon anyway um what the fuck else oh yeah we have our youtube channels (laughs) depending on how much editing i did by the time you're hearing this you are tired of hearing about our youtube channels but uh mike's (laughs) channel is uh youtube.com slash ocp communications he's a movie guy what was the last video you did the last video i did is actually a review of a goofy movie oh great from my childhood that i honestly still enjoy fucking power line for the win yes dude tevin campbell did not have to go that hard but he did oh no he was great it was it's so good in that he did not have to make such bangers but he it's, was, it's not just eye to eye also uh, stand out's a good one stand out's a great song yeah it's crazy how similar he sounded to Michael Jackson. That's whole. Reason- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Like I got that vibe. That's why they wanted him because he was like a kind of a Michael Jackson. Stand-in. I'm wondering if they wanted Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But Mike, you know, it, it's a it's blows my mind that Michael Jackson even did the Simpsons when he did. You know, yeah, like that was crazy. But he was very choosy. See, these are things we could talk about um, on something else um, <laughs> that. <laughs> yet un, n- not to be mentioned uh yeah, yeah to be determined <laughs> my uh my youtube channel is youtube dot or youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts that's also the name of my band you can find us on spotify and anywhere else they have music but i also do commentary and music related commentary my last video was in uh you know what by the time this uploads my last video was an update on uh james rolf's horrible band rex viper and why we haven't gotten any 
live footage from their Too Many Games 2023 show. Um, and I, I have a whole bunch of inside info on that. And that's by the time this posts, this, that, that would have been my most recent video. So, yeah. Anyway, until next time, have a good rest of your night. Bye. See ya.